Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Cheers, Makiba. What are we cheersing to? <laughs> the last episode of season one. We're okay. not going to take it. This goes everywhere. <laughs> are we going to get in trouble? Are we allowed Champagne to disclose showers. where we are? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just kidding. We got it. We got it. Nice and easy now. Okay, I'm a pro. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Did you shake it up in the car or what? Did I? No. Okay. Oh, I'm turning red. Okay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay, you did the perfect Marilyn Monroe. Woo! Oh my gosh. Cheers to Cheers. us. We started this crazy adventure way back at the end of August. <laughs> and when did we launch? Halloween. Halloween. Cheers, Makiva. Cheers to you. Cheers to all of our listeners for... Listening. You're over 21. Join in. Have Cheers. a shot of something. What are we drinking? We're drinking some fancy Prosecco. Uh, hey. Yes. We fancy. Yes. Okay. Bubble. I did it. Poured it wrong. <laughs> but you're right. We that? should celebrate. Ooh, bubbles. Like a Coca Cola commercial. We should celebrate. We should. You guys, what do you think? Can we just be buzzed this whole episode? We're going to be, so too late. Okay. Well, let's do it. Okay. You like it? I do like it. It's really tasty. Welcome to the Pro Chewing Podcast <laughs> episode 10. 10. Oh my God. Wow. Cannot believe it. So last time, you guys, I was a little hyped, okay? So trying to chill it out with some Prosecco. Mm-hmm. We're going to take on these little funky comments nice and smoothly. I won't sound like a raging cheerleading psychopath um, fanatic. But we were talking before we hit record, and yeah. a lot of it's obviously very true. And I, I don't know. I had never thought about a lot of the things the way you're explaining them. So it's, it's bigger than cheerleading. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of why I got a little hyped. You know, I think with my legal hat and understanding the legal implications of people, number one, mistreating employees. Mm-hmm. You know, understanding what's right and what's wrong, thinking about the climate towards women right now and how we're kind of under attack from our bodies, our reproductive systems. And, you know, just it's something that's a little bit bigger than this um, and seeing it play out in the in a space that I am pretty passionate about got me a little sounding psycho. Fired up. I mean, I'm a Scorpio, that's so totally I'm fine. very, very, very passionate in general. And I will, it's the principle of the matter that gets me. And once that's tripped up, I turn into a little So rail. what were you saying? I mean, oh, last start episode. from the beginning. Swish Swish <laughs> was like one of my, I mean, I was super excited about that episode, right? And then, so this is our cheer chat. Let's just chat it out about where we are in our lives at this moment. <laughs> but I was so pumped about that episode, getting to talk to Roisha. And I think when that article came out that Monday, and I was like, oh, wow, damn, they do the same thing that NFL's gotten in trouble for. Um... It was surprising because Roisha's experience was so positive, but it was also like when I started just reading the reactions to the article, it just sent me down this like, damn it, people, you just don't get it. You keep twisting the narrative instead of, you know, people reading the article and thinking, damn, NBA teams, you can do better than that. Pay these girls what they 
are worth, and you guys need to look at how you're treating your employees. Period. Simple. But it turns into this, like, woman shaming, blaming. Yeah, an icky thing. They make it, like, gross. And yes. that, like, we should be ashamed of what we're doing. And we're and worth nothing. And eliminate the program. Like, yeah. just, that's, it's just so disgusting now. Just remove the program. And one team did. Yes. So it was like, what? And, there, and the other teams are making decisions within the NBA. I mean, we saw it with the Buffalo Jills as well. But they're making decisions based on this, like, narrative that's out there that's actually pointing the fingers at us like we're doing something so wrong and that we need to be covered up we need to change the way we're dancing we need to do this and it's like the people that are making these decisions got it twisted they totally have it twisted and the people who are commenting that got me ready to fight and I was out on Twitter acting a fool I'm sorry you were you're like look what I said look what I said I was like oh my gosh it was like like, they're gonna call me a bitch any second now but I mean I was people are ruthless online though so I was a little worried that maybe somebody was gonna fire back at you and just say some like really rude shit for no reason yeah because that's what trolls do on the internet they do I was ready for it I kind of climbed down this dude's throat when he he's like I didn't mean to this but um but you know the, the comments though were very very I mean time after time men saying if they don't like it quit and it's a capitalist society if you don't why would you stay at a job where you're treated so poorly and you guys are worthless anyway nobody even pays attention to you like you're not doing anything but shaking your ass half naked it was just kind of this and when you see that over and over again you're like wow there's an overwhelming amount of men mostly who have this such low opinion of us as women number one and then the fact that we dance Number two, and it's just such an. I just got really heated and defensive and ready to fight. Well, I feel like I've mostly seen that from women, Mm. like women hating on women. And, um, you know, I've heard of like family members being in the audience at a game or, you know, being Mm -hmm. in the stands and hearing some of the comments women have made about us. Oh, wow. Like making fun of us. my aunt was at a game, mm-hmm. and uh, they announced Pro Bowl. And I guess mm-hmm. the lady behind her was like, oh, I'm again. I'm again. Like making fun of oh, uh, her. Oh, the reaction. To the reaction of, of the being girl announced. That, named, that, named, that was named Pro Bowl. Right. Remember? And it's like, you know, I don't know. Well, they don't know. Like, they don't know what, what it that means, means. Which is a huge honor. It's an exciting opportunity for girls to be selected uh, to represent their team. Because only Bowl, one just, girl from each team is yeah, selected. Very much like everybody who votes for Pro Bowl for their players. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're selecting the person you think is most talented or best representative of the team. And But yeah, it's... um. It's very like, uh, you know, making fun of like the pageant reactions. Got you. You know, my aunt was like, I was kind of like going to say something. But you're right. It is a lot of women. I mean, when we think about everything we've talked about all season, right, with like these team directors. Yeah, poor. Need some more. Need some more. (laughs) Directors and coaches who are, you know. (gasps) Shit. (laughs) Okay. No. I caught it. Hold, please. (laughs) Here's a rag. We, um, we just. I just got a little excited. (laughs) We are going to have quite an episode, guys. Uh, (laughs) You just wait. But um, the fact that a lot of the people who are... um, How do you pour Prosecco? I think you have to tilt the cup a little or something. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's why people just take it to the head. I'm not a grown-up. This is why we're drinking it out of a can, right? Um, But they they would... uh, The women, the directors and the coaches that are doing these jiggle tests and all this stuff and treating women on the teams like crap have been women Mm -hmm. you know it's been a woman looking at your body and saying 
it looks worse on you. Yeah, or you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not some man from the front office coming down and saying like that girl's too thick in the middle. You know, or maybe right. they are, but but you're right. There's... But that's that's from within. They're also picking the uniforms. So there are women that are um, commenting as well. What is this stupid article called? It's like, so um, why are there NFL cheerleaders again? Isn't that what? Yeah. So yeah. why does the NFL have cheerleaders again? This little Claire McNear chick. Um, Uh-oh. I was just like, why do women have such a hard time looking at another woman's beautiful body? Like, why is it? So, why would it get under your skin so much that I decided to wear a bedazzled crop top and some booty shorts? And dance because I want to, number one, and because I feel good about my body in it. Why does it get, why does it trigger such a negative behind reaction? I don't know. I mean, it's either, I mean, you know, this is truth behind the palms, keep it real. It's like, is it more a reflection of how you feel about yourself? Is it because you know that you couldn't, for a million years, trade places with these women? Is it striking a nerve with you because you feel, for whatever reason, inadequate, and instead of dealing with that, you're just wanting to make us some villain I mean I don't know what's going on with these women I think it's worthy of talking about because they you're right it's for men and and women why Mm -hmm. do they hate us so much I don't know but you know what I was thinking too if you think it's like the bigger picture if you think about cheerleaders from the you know your first impression of a cheerleader I mean people have some reaction it's either positive because they aspire to be one they hate them because like whatever whatever reason Um, or there's always some kind of reaction. Like, I feel like it's something that, you know, people can say, I don't care about cheerleaders or they're pointless or useless, but they sure do have some strong opinions for somebody that they are not checking for, if you ask me. I mean, but weren't we talking earlier too? Like, there are people who actually admire and respect us and look up to us. And who are those people? The little kids. The little kids. Like, nobody will understand, like, what it's like to, you know, to put that much love and care into yourself from your hair and your makeup and looking your best and you just feel like you're glowing out there under all these lights and you have this moment in time where you connect with a fan whether it be a you know a nice fan or just a young girl who's looking at you like you are a superhero that's what I feel like in my uniform like at times a sexy ass superhero but a superhero you know because they're looking at you like you know they see the pom-poms and that can be like a toddler yo it's not even like some a kid of a certain age I just like you said Disneyland it's like you know they're they admire you right they want to be you and it sucks that it's like just not even like the smallest bit of appreciation for the skill that it takes to do these routines like you know when you think of those shows okay see her I go talking too much I'm gonna drink no but um what shows where sometimes they get like the news person to like you know take a to learn a dance routine oh, or like kind right. of have like a yeah, day yeah. in the life kind of a thing and i always feel like it kind of turns the light bulb on like this shit is not as like easy oh yeah we've done a few mm-hmm. like news spots where it's like teach them like a few eight counts so like a few seconds of a dance right a few right. moves and those are really awkward usually oh, yeah, i don't feel are. like we ever covered this but Usually they only want to mic up one girl, but there's three of us there. So oh, yeah. that really perpetuates that we're like airheads because you're just standing, standing there smiling the while one person hips. talks. <laughs> right, Because right, they're right. like, we're only going to mic up one person. You're like, oh, great, you know. Yeah, because we have a lot of stuff. Just stand and smile. Moments. Yeah, stand and smile. Um, 
But yeah, they they don't get it. I mean, they're totally doing it because it's funny because it's not easy. Right. Did you see the episode of, well, not episode, on the Ellen show, she had one of her assistants or production assistants. I don't even know what his total title, his title is, but it's like, um, I think his name is Andy and he's yes. very boring. And I tweeted, I retweeted it, but she actually set it up where he danced with the Rams during a really? performance. Oh my gosh. We'll link it below. But it was the cutest thing. But he actually went to the practice. He, you know, and he's stressing the hell out because I guess right. he's boring Andy. He never does anything. But, you know, he actually had to learn a dance routine, and he was so stressed out. They were getting ready to perform, and so he's, like, in the tunnel kind of, like, going through what you go through when you have those nerves. And um, But he performed with them. And I wow. think, you know, it's moments like that where people probably really do step in our shoes that they may have more of an appreciation for. You know, we're not just out there shaking a palm. Well, okay, I'm not trying to bash any mascots because I was my high school mascot. Okay, I was, like, the best. I you told were, you that. Yes, that's right. Okay. I was looking at you like, what? But I was. You were your... I would be the mascot for the Seahawks in a heartbeat. Like, that you would be, be so really fun. You would be kind of good at that. I don't know if we're allowed to reveal the secret, but the mascot's assistant mm-hmm. is a former dancer. Yeah. And they did a dance with us, and it was so cool and so fun. Yes. That's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Boom came out and did a dance with us, and... Um, he also, it's a he, right? I don't the boom. Know. Yeah, boom. That was just a whole. That is kind of weird. We do with that, I don't boom? know. I don't know Boom's existence. It's really not clear to me. Right, but we even just the mascots guys, in general. We don't understand. Yeah, like if what you're is... talking about all the extras, like we have a drum line and we have the mascots right. and we have the cheerleaders, and like I was saying last episode, like are we really that like boring that we need that much stimulation at a game? You already paid, you know, is that what it is? You paid $200 per seat. And you want to be entertained. Yeah, entertained. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, and I'm trying to think about it, right? Like, to your point, if we, in, if there was an expose on how mascots are treated in the NFL and the NBA and that they made only, like, two bucks an hour and that they have these horrible conditions of... There'd probably be a GoFundMe. Okay, exactly. Yeah, they would pay be, like, blitz. ban mascots for the rest no. of, you know, eternity and they don't do any they're served no purpose in the games they don't do anything they that's... actually don't though they actually don't Ooh, that's so <laughs> harsh <laughs> Burr. No, what I'm, I'm just saying like we dance and we're cheering and we're trying to get the crowd count I genuinely like my arms felt like they were going to fall out of their sockets when I'm like trying to pump up the crowd I felt like I did something okay oh, yeah. because yeah what was one little quote that pissed me off because I'm like you don't even know what you're talking about okay not pumping up the crowd but it was like um cheerleaders at pro games don't really cheer and inspire fans or players anyway they are simply ornaments I was like do you not know what we do half the game is jumping the heck up and down like hyping it up on defense like I'm not just sitting there like um a pointless little ornament like we're we're moving and we're I just whether people are looking at us or not, I just feel like we're giving our energy. I think people give it back to us, and I wish there was a little bit more appreciation, appreciation for it. And, I mean, if it's so – we just are pointless and zero talent and blah, 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 then get down there and do it. Try. Ooh. Ooh. Halftime. Go. Do that it. That would no. be <laughs> – Dance in a that straight line. Let's see what – No, you know what I mean? Like, people yeah. don't realize what all – goes into the precision and the synchronization of moves, the the beauty of it, because they just don't want to, which 
I'm really convinced that all of a sudden we become the most hated. Well, I sound like Melania Trump. Everybody hates us. <laughs> I didn't know she said that. Oh my gosh, she's I just don't like, follow she politics. Thinks, she thinks she's like the most hated person out there right now, or well, something like. Well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true, but but I just feel like we're getting a lot of unnecessary and undue attention, like we do the worst thing ever by just existing. Yeah. So I was talking shit online um, because that's what I do. Um, that is not what you do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I like to... just recently <laughs> for the podcast. But it's nice to actually just throw a little salt here. So, and like, there, what a about salt this? Bay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, because one of the arguments that you see is like, why don't they just get another job? And if they don't like it so much, why don't they quit? And I just had to say, you know, like it's really amusing that people think that women who are professional dancers or cheerleaders don't actually hold either a full-time job or other part-time jobs. Like, mm-hmm. this is not their only gig in the universe, okay? And they're, they would never even be able to do this as their only job because of the, le- because of the pay. Like, can you just, they don't, they don't, the ignorance level is just mind-boggling. There are some girls, though, that that's their job and they go to school. Yeah. And there's no shame in that either. No, I mean, it's not. It's, it's not like even, there's like... no shame if you just did that. Right. Good, you know, good for you that that's your... You're one secure enough that you can just do what you really love and, that's and it. it's you know in the art field so like we've said before that you're not going to get paid very much if you are a professional artist of any kind that's true of any kind of any kind but it's just the fact that people even online are like like you wouldn't say like yeah Picasso shouldn't get paid like what did he do just you know paint awesome. weird shapes <laughs> you know exactly damn it it's no different than that it's no different and then when they try to tie it to, like, the Me Too movement, and they're like, in light of Me Too um, era, you know, it's the perfect time to get rid of cheerleaders and ban Why all of them. Why is that? Because we're just, we're, we're making men rape women because we look attractive? I Yeah. It's this, it, <laughs> talk about twisted narrative, man. I mean, Me Too was more, definitely had nothing to do with banning you know, the actresses from the profession because they all came forward to point out injustices and and sexual harassment, sexual assault within their industry. They didn't say, do away with the industry. This is why women shouldn't act because you're you're looking too beautiful on your, in your movies and, you know, these poor producers are getting, you know, whatever. There, there was never a discussion of that. And somehow they try to draw this Me Too era into... Well, they kind of stole it anyways from the creator. They sure did. Like, let's I be mean, real. Yeah. Because what was the original else. point of Me Too? It was a woman that was trying to provide a voice and connection amongst survivors to say, you're not alone, um, and this happened to Me Too. And it was a way of healing for survivors of sexual assault and sexual harassment. And then it kind of just took off. It did. It's and still going. It's I still, like. yeah. And then now they're just throwing it into every argument and discussion that is just completely inappropriate and not the same thing like you don't take the victim and then put them as the focus of all change the change is with the people who are committing the crimes i mean like the people who are screwing up whether it's an nba team nfl team and not doing right by their these female employees it's just that effing simple guys know that it doesn't matter what fucking way a woman's dressed that doesn't mean that you can treat her any other way sure doesn't or the way you think she's dressing like she wants to be treated Right. Who and would it, think that? Nobody in, that's normal in their mind think right. that's okay. Ooh, did you see what Idris Elba said? Who is that? 
Oh my gosh, you don't know who? He, okay, he's fine. First of all, wait, is more. he in that? He's an actor. Yes, yes, I know him. Oh yeah, he's like British. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah. and he's fine. Yeah. Okay, so him. I know him. Apparently, I'm just bad was, with names. Oh okay, and I probably jacked it up. But he did some article with um, Vanity Fair, I believe. I didn't read the whole thing. I just I saw won't the, okay. do as much. <laughs> We're pouring. Hold please. And that's not enough. Oh yeah, give me some more. No, I'm just kidding. He uh, did some article, and there was a quote where he was basically saying, "No man should have a problem with the Me Too movement unless he has something to hide." Like, and that was so real. Like, why would any man in his right mind not be able to acknowledge the right and the wrong way to treat a woman? Right. Like, why would you have? Why would you be even so up in arms about the Me Too movement unless you're one of those little pieces of shit yeah you really have to look out for the people that are so strongly like against certain things right like you know the gay community or something it's like they have something actually like wrong with going on with them they do and they're like most likely the person that's probably going to commit a crime exactly you know you know when i'm not like that i'm not saying that they're all predators but 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 there's something there right something's going on internally within themselves that makes them that Upset. upset like like you're saying how can us doing our thing on the field smiling like just upset anger somebody no right why man woman trigger, whatever why would it trigger that and even for the men the comments that i'm seeing and of course i'm not going to start shit like that online of like you would never get a girl like that and that's why you're mad but then part of me is thinking like is there some sort of like pent-up resentment toward beautiful women because some men will never be able to date or be with a woman that gorgeous and that beautiful. And mm-hmm. somehow that festers and turns into this big, fat, women-hating issue where you just can't you just can't contain yourself and sit at your little base basketball game or football game and tolerate that there's going to be beautiful women dancing for, for a few minutes. And right. you're just going to have to sit through it. And no, it, it sparks a rage. You're either These... creepy and you send cassette tapes or you hate <laughs> us. <laughs> there's no we, in between. We prefer the cassette tape love. But that's, isn't that true though? There's nobody that's just like, that walks up to us like at a promo or something and was like, I mean, it's happened a few times, but they're like, wow, you guys are awesome. Like my daughter's a dancer. Mm -hmm. Like she really looks up to you guys. You you know, I know how hard you guys work, blah, blah. Usually it's somebody that knows somebody Somebody that was a cheerleader. cheerleader. And then they're like, you know, I don't think, they always say that. I don't think you get enough credit for how hard you guys work and all the time. Right. That's so true. But then beyond that, if they don't know a a former cheerleader, it's like they're crazy in love with us, right? Right. And then like, you know, I don't know, hitting up your phone and stuff like that. Or they just... Body yes, parts, like yeah, body parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or they just totally ignore you and like act like you don't exist. Purposely you know? trying to make you feel small. And you try to like, hi, like say hi to their kids or something and like the wife walks away and it's like, oh gosh, you're yeah. that disgusted with me being here. That's, I mean, I feel like there was so much fan interaction, like you said, where you're going to actually come face to face, you know, like up close in person. And we're not always in the community, mind you, in our uniforms. We have promo attire that mm-hmm. we put on where we're more covered, if you will. But, um, but you definitely see different reactions of like how they really feel about you when you're, you know, up right. close and personal and people looking at you and trying to check your face, <laughs> so like see how much makeup you probably are wearing and. Um, but I find like the people who are really happy with themselves enough to probably just share a compliment, like especially women to women and you guys look awesome out there or men being able to have a conversation with you without, you know, staring at your boobs or something. Yeah. Like, maybe Seattle's <laughs> a really good area because it seems like our fans more often than not, I think we're more on the lines of like, we appreciate and respect what you guys do. 
I, I don't think I came across that type of mentality except yeah online. I would agree and lately since we're under attack yeah and I felt like some years it was really ruthless like on our Facebook Remember, like, there was one year and the comments were, like, they were kind of hilarious because I don't think anybody said anything bad about me. Somebody said I had chiclet teeth. What? Little fucker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, there's definitely going to be an explicit thing right here. But, yeah, like, just random. I mean, I like my smile, damn it. But You have a beautiful smile. Thank you. Not chiclet teeth. But anyway, yeah, the comments were ruthless. She got a fat monkey. (laughs) Oh, they love calling out camel toe, yes, don't they? Yes, they like, do. But see, that's what it... Okay, but see, that's what I'm talking about, is that that call out, it's like, it made me realize that guys like camel toe. toe. Guys like that. They do. Monkers. Really? <laughs> they do. <laughs> We're going to do a poll. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, why do they I've asked some guys, so and they were like, yeah, it's kind of hot. Like, if you can... See the... They're like, why do you think we like gray sweats so much? I'm like, oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Well, mm-hmm. I like gray sweats on guys because you get to see. You right. Know, I mean... Can you do some jumping jacks? <laughs> Jiggle test. No, I'm kidding. Okay. What? Yeah, jiggles. <laughs> oh, no. This Prosecco's hit okay. me. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Well, We're that's... not going to take it. <laughs> Cheers. And see. Over. No. Um, so we're reflecting on this season. You know, we've covered like every hot topic in our space. And then it like hit us, thanks to one of our listeners, what up, Anthony, that we haven't really talked a lot about ourselves. Like we don't, we haven't really shared. Slurp it down. <laughs> We're just going to Here, end you up pour yourself some. Okay. okay, that's probably a smart move. I'm going to try to figure this out. Get the tilt right, the right. Uh... Yeah, let's talk about all the feedback we've gotten. Okay, let's do it. Anthony said that, you know, he wants to hear more about you and I as individuals, like more about our story and who we are. And at first we didn't really want to bore people with that because we were shy, I guess. We're both kind of shy. And like private. It is kind of weird. It is weird. Um, So we will share throughout this episode as we drink more Prosecco. (laughs) Yeah. This is going to be kind of like what we see for next season too, because we didn't really cover all the hot topics because there's so much more coming this next year and a lot pops off, right? Exactly. We want it to be timely, you know, like if we're going to talk Super Bowl, we didn't want to do it too soon. Right. Um, You know, there's all sorts of things like auditions and, you know, we talked a little bit about our journey, but there's definitely more that we would like a full on episode that we would do. Maybe this isn't that cool, but I was like falling asleep and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I like thought of something before I fell asleep. What if there was like a nationwide audition strike and nobody shows up for auditions? Oh my I mean, gosh. why would then that would make the, you know, band cheerleaders come true. But no, what would they would do? Like, Hell no, we won't go kind of a thing so that we can get. And then I'd show up pay. for DCC and like make the team. No, I'm kidding. But. What if, what if or even like, you know, we could get the veterans or some like majority of people to like totally to stand protest up. and not show up. It's about unifying to like fight for what you believe in and what mm-hmm. you what you think is right. And sometimes it takes I mean, that's how the players do it. I mean, right. we don't have a union. I found somebody who's going to talk to us. Really? Cool. Yes. Um Players I, have a union? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. They have a players union. 
um, players association, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, what do they do for them? They negotiate like a collective bargaining agreement around like things like pay and their rules and like what restrictions they'll have for each player that'll apply across the board. So you can't have teams that are one team's doing this and another team's doing that. It's like, it's going to apply across the board throughout the league. And so I found somebody that's going to give a little, you know, interview about what it means to unionize. Like if there was like a cheerleaders Union. union for professional cheerleaders that can demand some, make some demands and get an across the board, like, fair standard that's going to mm-hmm. apply, period. Just that's going to be cool. Like. I'm, I think I'm, that's going to be super educational. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. We got a lot up our sleeves. Yeah. What's going to be our first episode for season two? Your Is idea. it, did we just uh, yeah. determine oh, I, Yeah. Okay. We, yes. So yes, we're yes, gonna, yes. so maybe it'll be Anthony if he's in town. Yeah. But we're going to have called Squad 5. Or what it's are the guys. It's the guys. It's yeah. like the significant others or boy, you know, husbands. But we're going to get some, you know, they might be a little biased. So we'll, we'll mix up the panel mm-hmm. a little bit. But Brittany had this awesome idea to have them give their take, right? Right. And just their view on cheerleaders. Because um, I was hanging out with some friends a few weekends ago and majority of guys. And I, you and I have both been so shocked with the reaction and like the interest from the guys in our lives. Right? Exactly. Oh I didn't gosh. know that they even they were like, "It's so cool you're doing this podcast." Like, I think this and that and this, and I was like, "Would you come on and talk about that?" Yeah, because it was so cool. I mean, just to hear, you know, just kind of like average guys and their view on the cheerleaders, what they think should happen, shouldn't happen, exactly. and just like the NFL as a whole. Yeah, and you know, coming like from my, a fan, my close friend Reese. Shout out to Reese. Uh, we went to Georgetown together, and um, he played ball there, and. I love his opinion. Every podcast mm-hmm. episode he's listening and um, his insight has been so cool to, to to listen to because it's just, men think differently than women, I think, mm-hmm. on a lot of issues. and But at the same time, it's just from their perspective of being able to call out, like, that's not right, period. Like, just no matter which way you cut it. And it's just, it's refreshing to hear a support, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I guess right. from, from When men. you have good men in your life. Yeah. Like, of course, they want women. To, they want to see women do well. You yeah. know, and Reese had made the point that you know his daughter did competitive cheerleading, and I think for any man who has daughters that are interested in cheerleading, if they're participating in it um, as kids, like this is the future of what they would want to look forward to if they really truly love dancing and performing and cheering. We need to care about what happens with this space of ours because, right. you know, if the if somebody wants to continue to grow, there's like, you know, little league cheerleading you know, competitive cheerleading, then you get to high school cheerleading, college cheerleading, and then this this is why, this is all we have for women that want to continue to dance. It's professional cheerleading or semi-pro teams where you're able to still do what you love. And so, you know, he was just saying, like, talking about that for people who have kids that are involved in um, cheerleading to understand, like, is this really preparing them to be able to be professional cheerleaders? And then hearing about what's going on in our space, there's reason to be concerned. And all we really need to do is put pressure on to fix the shit that's broken so that these people coming up after us will actually have a positive experience. Like, when you think about, like, the Miami cheerleader that we talked about, you know, earlier in the season, I think her standing up and suing that team, like, their whole focus seems to have shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they promote their girls, it's like this... Their calendar Their calendar. Even. I mean, it's all positivity. It's all reinforcing the amazing attributes of these women that are on the team other than their looks 
and it's their it's their you know character that they're choosing to promote on their social media and i think it's a powerful campaign i think they have chrisanne to, to thank for that because right. that's not how they were moving before exactly like. and go ahead sorry oh well just now i'm totally gonna go down another rabbit hole but you know that's kind of interesting that you're talking about like the next step is professional cheerleading and honestly like my goal was i wanted to be a professional dancer right mm-hmm. and like I wasn't good enough and I knew I wasn't going to move down to LA or like make a make it to be like a backup dancer for like Lady Gaga or something right. even though that's like totally epic dream. Right, right. But a lot of these cheerleaders that's how they started. I mean like um you know nobody talks about the what the backup dancers are wearing. Like, why did they get more respect? Because they're behind Beyonce. Right. You know, those girls probably were a Lakers girl and then made, you know, made a backup dancer for her. Or once they stopped dancing for Beyonce, they do, do NFL. Like, exactly. It's just like a, a, a career. And a yeah. Career. I mean, it's an actual legit career. Right. And there's no reason it shouldn't be treated as such. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there are some amazingly talented dancers who. You know, when I think of Aisha Francis, who I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with. She's been posting a lot of pictures of herself lately. I think she's changed her marketing approach, her social yeah. media approach. But she's so dope. And she started out as a Lakers girl. Right. Lakers I didn't know girl. that. Laker girl. Laker girl, yeah. Um, and then taught Beyonce everything that she, she knows. knows. She, like, invented the art of dancing. I mean, I think Beyonce definitely changed the game in terms mm-hmm. of, like, se- stepping up the sexy department and just having it, like exude in all that she ever did and to know that Aisha was behind that and dancing sexy in a heel and all of that um she's just so remarkable and I really appreciate her philosophy on like being sexy there's other men and other people who are out there that try to make it something dirty and raunchy and not classy and sexy and beautiful you know like and for yourself. And for it's yourself. It's not always it's, for somebody else. Exactly. We're not there like, to... Like, get over yourself. Somebody said we're there to titillate, damn it. Whatever the <laughs> hell titillate means. What the hell? She like six years old. Oh my gosh. It was ridiculous. But no, she has this whole philosophy on being what being sexy means. And it's defined by us, by mm-hmm. women. And um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, that was her path. Laker girl to, you know choreographing and touring with Beyonce and now she's teaching heels programs to people in LA and New York and really just empowering women to own their own bodies no matter what shape that you're in all of her dance videos are in like a black v-neck and leggings like she's never but she could wear whatever the hell she wanted if she wanted to be half naked she could if she wanted to be you know more you know less is more sometimes I think she she just rocks and I think people have different paths that they're able to explore by having cheerleading as a springboard right or I mean you know then it's not like you know Cardi B was a stripper right and everybody knows Cardi B in the whole world right, right. now and now she's famous and a millionaire billionaire right you, never... you know we're not stripping not like that's bad either hey do your thing but right. I'm just saying like right and what is stripping really it's beautiful women with beautiful bodies who are dancing mm-hmm. and actually doing some freaking acrobatic shit have you ever taken a pole dancing class it's hard I have and I struggled yeah. I have no arm strength I did whatsoever. It, it's harder than it looks. It made me have a whole new respect for mm-hmm. strippers, not for nothing. I sound yeah. like I'm definitely a Philly chick right now, but it's crazy what they do and the control and the core strength that you have to have to like. So wait, New Orleans wasn't your first? No. Yes. Um, <laughs> hi, Brittany. 
what are you talking about? No, um, I'm uh, talking about a stripping class, like pole, oh, pole dancing fitness I thought, class. Because, like, doesn't Philly have, like, a lot of strip clubs? I have heard. I have not been. Oh, okay. Yes, New Orleans was my first one. <laughs> that so, wasn't um, up to par. No, like, it was I bet not. you envisioned. Anyways, not, no. moving along. <laughs> so I hear... Anybody that's been to Bourbon Street, right, you yeah. know it's just, like, you're getting pulled every direction. So we accidentally got pulled into a gentleman's <laughs> club, let's say. We thought it was a club, and it turned out... No. You might as well just tell the whole damn story. That was another piece of feedback that I would hear is just because we we know each other so well and yeah. we end up stumbling across stories and they're like, ooh, what happened there? And then we don't tell them the stories. So. I've gotten that too. Really? Damn mm-hmm. it. Okay, so here's the story. Once upon a time, <laughs> when one of our many adventures, uh-huh. Brittany, Sunrose, and I went down to New Orleans for my birthday. I think we mentioned this trip, but didn't Maybe. we left out the strip club episode. But walking down Bourbon Street were we wearing was this the night of our when i was in the referee uniform costume because yeah. it was on halloween was it I we changed in my like bird. five different times That's true. over two nights i don't think i was in big bird no Mm-mm. but so we go into this what we're thinking is a club and it ended up being an establishment it was very dead in there right mm-hmm. not a lot of people so we got front row seats to the stage and, and i was like it's her birthday <laughs> yes she did <laughs> And um, two ladies came up and she was motorboated like, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, do your kids listen to this? My dad does. I just oh, thought no. about that. My daddy actually said that he might have to stop listening. Daddy, it was harmless. <laughs> I just got a little motorboat action. She, she, told, I didn't even see it coming though because she was like leaning down and she was like, "I'm gonna do something for the guys, okay?" And I'm like, "Ah," uh-huh. and it was like. <laughs> just sitting there like can we please leave now i don't know what just happened and then i was like uh-huh and then we just like jumped down the street and like went somewhere else it was actually okay now can it was we like talk about time. so now not that we've gone to like a million strip clubs but we've tried you oh, know yeah. now it's almost like a because we're not like we're not haters like that right we, we are the girls that we wish we could interact with <laughs> right we're, just, we're fun. We're not like gonna that. like judge no. your life choices, okay? No, and just because there isn't there a song about that? Just because you, I don't mind. Just because you dance on a pole, pole. don't make you a hoe. Usher, Usher, yeah, yeah. But yes, anyway, we're not. Oh well, yeah. Okay, pour it up for Usher. <laughs> um, pour one out for the homies. Um, did you hear he got like he gave a few women. He's on <laughs> he gave okay so a few women have like sued him for oh. giving them stuff and a dude no <laughs> yes really yeah oh man i know oh, sure what's happening and then like yeah. nelly's a creep and stuff yeah. oh. anyways <laughs> damn that's deep <laughs> what was i going with that? i don't know <laughs> Oh, but that we've gone to a couple mm-hmm. of others, you know, mm-hmm. just, and it's almost like a, we can sit and enjoy a good performance. Like some girls are lazier than others, you know, just kind of walk around the pole and, you know, don't really put any effort into it. And others do like more tricks and, you know, they earn their little right money splashing out all over the stage. But it made me think about Oakland when we, um, I was going to say, how many have we been to now? <laughs> was like oh my gosh the one okay here yes and then new orleans which was like not even yeah that was oakland yes and then there was another one another I, one here no 
We didn't. Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Spearmint Rhino, sponsor us. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Best chicken strips in oh New Orleans. Wait, gosh. what? Wrong no. city. No, wrong It was in Oakland. But yes. the food wasn't, so they had a whole buffet in Oakland. But we, oh, it would have been five if we, in Atlanta, if we got to go to the stripper graveyard. Oh, yeah. Damn. Your friends were going to take us there. Yeah. So we anyway, apparently there's a stripper graveyard in Are Atlanta. Are we going to cut all this out? No, we're just going to roll with it, man. Stripper graveyard in Atlanta where apparently there's like, it's like a stripper's. Um, where they go to die. Yeah. Well, like sagging chichas that have like tassels on them. And, well, because they're old. It's like oh. six-year-old strippers and. I would have loved to see that just to, just to, it sounded like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> well, we are trying to go to Super Bowl and it's in Atlanta, so we might We're going. have to, cheers. Cheers again. So anyway, wow. strippers have performance art. Yes. Included in their performances. And they make way more than us. They sure do. Damn. That's the revolution. Everybody right. stop going to auditions and show up at your strip neighborhood. <laughs> the point is that I, we can actually appreciate the artistry in their work. We have. We can sit and watch a whole routine and just be like, damn, remember the dolphin flip girl? How are we yeah, talking about strippers for the fall? Yeah, that was so weird. She did some weird um, bouncing around on the stage with her legs in the air and locked together like a little <laughs> dolphin fin. <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah, she was like on that. her back and it was like she was trying to like dive into the ocean. I don't know. <laughs> it was a very f- dead fish flop. Well, not yeah. dead yet, but on its way because it's out of the water. But we didn't laugh. No, we, we just didn't tip her. Right. That was very, it was almost like a. I just drank my little Red Bull and <laughs> looked the other way. Oh, I know because in Seattle you can't drink liquor. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we've spent a lot of time on mm-hmm. strip clubs. Um, Anyways, what well, else do we want to talk about? Um, just that strippers need love too and. Um, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. If you, art is in all all shapes and sizes and yeah. art forms and strippers, I think actually, and everybody can't move like one. That's true. I mean, I had to come to, I had to really have a talk with myself. Like, there was a Real Housewives of Atlanta. Why am I just all up in the social scene? Um, Cynthia Bailey from Real Housewives of yeah. Atlanta apparently. Like, is it po- the new season? Well, I didn't, it's not the show. Oh. I guess she posted on her social media. They were like just having fun playing around and there was some music I forget what the hell she can't dance huh she can't twerk okay and she really was horrible at it It made me feel so much better about myself (laughs) like not that I can't get it but it's like she was broke down like it was not a real twerk session at all and Candy's in the background like no like no stop (laughs) no please (laughs) please don't um but along those lines like just kind of like the dance scene nowadays is very stripper-esque I mean let's not lie it's the heels it's you know, elaborate twerking. I can't do that stuff. No. So I'm not hating on it. No. But it's just very, you know, we're not doing that. We're not. It's and so... our heels are like block, you know, come on. Right. Like you can't, I'm not trying, nobody has made the comparison, but. But they, they you the outrage, you would think that they were in a strip club or had that vibe of strip club based on what we we're doing and dancing. Yeah. And, you know, and I, like we were talking about on the NBA episode, their routines are so skilled and like, way more intense than what you see, I think, in the NBA, in the NFL. Like, how could you deny that it takes so much skill to do that? And you would think that they were just, like, humping the ground the whole entire time or something, the way that people are freaking out. Right. It's just dance. It is. And like you said, it's just the same dance as a damn backup dancer in a video, um, any award show that you watch. It's, like, the same 
thing. It right. We change formations and we're on a field. But I've heard the argument, and I don't know what you've thought about it, where people are saying that I just go to watch the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I can give two shits what you guys are doing. You're just kind of like, you're not even on my radar screen because I'm just focused on the game. I agree. I mean, now that I'm a fan, like mm-hmm. in the stands, um, I've gone with my husband a few times and like, I'm watching the girls dance, obviously, because right. I used to be on the team. So I'm like, did you just see that? And he was like, no, I'm looking totally at fantasy, looking. you know? And I'm like, oh, you know. So he only really paid attention when I was on the team, mm. you know? So and there is some truth to that. Yeah, I remember when I was in New York and I was with my um, Uber driver and he made a similar point that's just kind of like it's a little outdated, you know, to have, uh, you know, female dancers performing in kind of this way of like they're if they are catered toward the male audience like it's just kind of past that because I think the audience at games and he was talking about NBA had changed where it is more like kids and you know it's just it's not a bunch of men who are just staring for that purpose yeah and he was just saying like um you know people going to the bathroom people are on their phones like they're really kind of not necessarily paying attention which but is a, then what? Then why, then why, why not have us? us? I know. You know. Then why have us be gone? What? Yeah. Just keep us around, then. If it's so, you know. And I mean, like you said that so well, like um, the NBA episode Swish Swish, where it's like, what do you really expect to be entertained by for forty some odd games? You know, like every time out or every quarter break. Like, what do you really think is sustainable to keep entertaining fans night after night after night after night? For NBA, for sure. NFL, you know. And NFL, you can barely see us. We look like dots. Like, right. we really do. It's hard to even take in unless you're at, like, the Dallas Cowboys Stadium where it's a humongous screen that just captures everything. That's so cool. Or their girls are dancing in different parts of the stadium where it's, like, you're really Yeah, they have, like, a fans. fan deck, don't they? Where it's, like, raised up. Could and you imagine? That would be so Our cool. Our deck is way the hell up top. And, and there's a truck the tr- on it. I know. I'm not dancing up there. No. It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be kind of cool if you were, like, more innovative. Do you remember the game where we tried to actually do something different with our pregame come out and, like, walk through the stands? That was so awkward. That didn't work out so well. There's a lot of steps. Hell like, yeah. Like, I didn't want to trip. And we were trying to stay hidden so it was, like, a surprise. And then we had very... No matter how much we timed it during the pregame practice, when it actually came down to it, it was a very... Uh, long way down to the field mm-hmm. to try to actually ensure it was a good idea. Yeah, a for effort. I mean, the more we can interact with the fans, I think the better. It's rare that we're in your face and people are like, "Get away!" You know. Mm-hmm. I think it's more. We gotta hype them up the right way. I think the music that you play plays a lot into that too. It totally Did does. Did you notice? So I was at the oh. like Monday. Oh no, Monday night football game and. Um, I was really not happy that they took away the girls' two-minute warning. I was, like, losing my crap. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. I don't know why. That used to be our favorite. I think I already mentioned that in our one of our episodes of, Did like, you? when we take the numbers yeah. and dance. And it's just such a hype moment for, maybe for us, maybe it wasn't for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, because we talked about how, like, it would kind of be, like, dancing in the, yeah. you know, opposing the, team's yes, face. Yes. Like, get it, get, get it, it, get it. Um, but. What they did they do up, instead? They played. Like a medley, like what you would see at an NBA game where they play music and then they have the cam on trying to catch people dancing. Oh, okay. Awkward. Uh-oh. Like it was just... What song did they play, though? It was like... 
They need to play like jump around or like something, something that everybody it knows. It might have been a little bit of that. They okay. tried to do the whole popular, but I just think people were just like, "What? Are, what's happening right now? Like, what do you want me to do?" It was just. It, it kind did of we felt win that. that game? Barely. We did. Okay. We did. We so did. like maybe the spirits weren't high enough to have people just break out and dance. dancing. Yeah, you really gotta. It's like being a DJ. You gotta really like feel the crowd mm-hmm. and like know what'll hype them up. And I just don't think we quite nailed it. But the music's better. We used to have the same damn songs play over and over and over and over again at our games. How are we on Prosecco? Good. Did we finish the bottle? Almost. Wow. We did? Oh no. We oh, still okay. have a few glasses left. Okay, good. A few so spillage. What was, what's been your favorite episode this season? My favorite was probably... And, like, this was honestly, like, probably the most negative aspect about my NFL career, but the weight episode. That's our, our most popular, yeah, highest downloaded episode. One of my friends bought water pills. Do not do that, everyone. No, they're not supposed to. No, that's not the point of the episode. No. I was so mad at him. No. Don't do that. But, anyways. It was your favorite? I mean, because it was so funny. It was. You know. Yeah, you had the best quote from that episode. <laughs> What else did I like? Um, I don't know. It was was fun doing this with you. I'm so glad we've taken this little journey together because... Am I all rosy and like... No. Drunk? Not yet. Um, I've enjoyed it too, honestly. Like keeping... What was your favorite? Favorite episode? I mean, I would say Swish Swish. I lost my shit a little bit on that episode, but I was so excited to have the vision of us like talking to other types of dancers seeing that come to light and we really we're gonna find our nhl girl yeah i'm really interested we're gonna and find curious. an ice girl that it might be from portland girl. again because hey. the rosebuds right isn't that there yeah we're gonna find one of you to talk to us because i'm obsessed and i want to know like i'm curious i like the idea of all the things that we've learned this whole season and um you know our episode with Lindsay and just kind of talking through things that i just didn't realize that we you know, we didn't really talk about ourselves mm-hmm. or, like, the sacrifices that we were making and what we were kind of giving up to some extent in doing what we do. That's and exactly why it shouldn't be all for nothing. Right. Like, something positive has to come from this. I think And not be. just elimination of cheerleaders altogether. Right. You know, and that's I mean, so sad. It's, it's really, it's not necessary. No. And there's so much to celebrate. You know, you have squads in the NBA, maybe, you know, up to 20 women, and you have squads in the NFL up to 40 women of all different backgrounds, all different, you know, they have different careers, different paths that led them to doing what they're doing. And, you know, I think Roisha said it in, um, when we interviewed her, like if you actually get to know us and understand like who we are and what we're about, why we do what we do, you actually, you can't even be mad. Right. Like you can't, you know, there's a lot to celebrate. And like you said, there has to be something positive that comes from it. I think I've just been most encouraged by just the dialogue that we've, we're generating and being a part of right mm-hmm. instead of instead of reporters doing an expose and talking about all the the dirt in our industry it's really just us being able to talk about the reality of it but just celebrating what it what it does mean and what it stands for because I think in the this is why we do it we were just we were very light touch with mm-hmm. it what when you look back on why you did it or even why you retired like what did it mean to you to dance is that I mean that was point? like yeah that's okay. like a big question I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but it was everything. 
Mm. You know, that's like what I really want. Everything. Everything. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hashtag blessed. Okay. Um. <laughs> no, but I remember like not making it my first year and like crying in my car when like a song came on that mm-hmm. was like, get it, follow your dreams. I was like, I have to do this. This is something I really, really, really want to do. And I can't explain it. Why? It's just something that like. It's so cheesy, but you feel like that's what you were put on this earth to do. And I was such a shitty cheerleader, like, honestly. <laughs> so it's like, I was meant to be the worst cheerleader ever for six years. Oh my gosh, and you weren't. That's just what you, it's like you're calling, you it know? It feels like It that. totally does. And you just feel so passionate about it. And, like, was I wanting to wear, like, a crop top and have this attention? No, that didn't even cross my mind. It was not the dream of right. what we were chasing, Mm-mm. of like the glamorous look and feel of it. Right. I mean, I had never even been full glam before in my life. And right. so it was never like, that's what I was like chasing and wanting to be the it girl that's just big hair, big lashes and boobs out. You know, right. it was really just, no. it was more. What was it for you? I mean, it was definitely my love of football and knowing from, you know, my time cheering at Georgetown what it feels like to be on the court part of the freaking action and I know that there is no better seat in the house for me to watch any game than right there on that field for me that was kind of one big ass thrill that I was I just wanted to be there we weren't even doing that great at the time right we were really bad we had T-Jack okay y'all sorry I'm thinking of his wife calling him out it was she did what happened tell me ooh Ooh. T here's some more (laughs) well she there, there was some I think he lived like in Atlanta or something but um he got into it with his kid's Was he mom. cute? Um, not, in, not, not particularly. Not a standout, like, ooh, okay. you know, no. Um, but uh, He was no Sean Alexander. You liked him? <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I need to Google him. But I thought, wasn't oh. he like the, like, Seattle hottie for a Shawn moment? Sean Alexander was? Yeah. Maybe. He had a gap in his teeth, so maybe oh, people were really gaps. into that. I love What's-His-Face. I can't even think of it. Michael Strahan. Yes, indeed. Anyway, um, yeah, let me stay on that for a moment. Did I tell you how I saw him at the Super Bowl and I saw him checking for me and I was like, uh-huh. But anyway, he was... Well, we would see him on the field, too. Yeah. For, like, so primetime games. I loved it. He's pretty cute. He's cute. And you We're just We're getting tipsy. Are we? <laughs> I'm like, Sean Alexander's cute. T-Jack was cute. <laughs> Everybody's cute. Everybody's cute. Those pants make everybody cute. They do, kind of. Especially (laughs) when they're white. Um, Yeah. But anyways, T-Jack was... uh, Do you know they don't wear anything like a cup? They don't? (laughs) They don't. I've never noticed any movement in that section. (laughs) But are they that tight? It's like tight McCrite where it's like strapping everything down so you wouldn't see movement? Maybe they don't need a cup. I don't know. But after they ran in, after every game my last season, I stared. Because I was oh. de- bound and determined to see. Okay, we got to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you were bound and determined, oh, huh? Oh, my gosh. I can't say names because she's still currently on the team. But there was another girl that I would, like, look for with her. Oh, really? I would be like, do you see anything? She's like, no, oh, my gosh, you're being so gross. <laughs> well, that's the fun part at the end of the game. Right. You're just watching a Whether parade of men. Or yeah. Win. yeah, that's fun watching them leave the field. Yeah. Sorry, anyways, moving on. What were you what saying? Oh, T-Jack. Okay, so yeah. T-Jack got okay. in trouble with his children's mom. And this was after he got, like, aid from the team or something, I think. And she just ended up blasting him. Like, that's what you need to be focusing on throwing a football. And, like, she just talked so much shit about oh. it. And it was kind of sad. 
I don't know why. Like I about his that. plane? Yeah. Oh, okay. She so it wasn't even in. like he was cheating or something. I don't know what he did Nothing wrong, but juicy. she totally like just clowned him about it. I know. And then he hasn't been picked up anywhere. I think he actually got like arrested or something. I don't know what, what? he did. I know. Yeah. He was he was around here wow. and then just wasn't when he got T-Jack in T-Jack and the clinker. Yeah. I don't know how we got on the T-Jack part, but... Just that we weren't doing very well. Oh, that's you know, right. but oh, like we're it wasn't about what it meant to us, and we're talking yeah. about men not wearing straps. And because stuff. do you feel like there was a big surge of audition, you know, potentials after the Super Bowl oh, win? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Like it was. I think we wanted it when it was just the normal. I, you know, I dream of doing this versus right. like I want to go to the Super Bowl, and that's why I'm showing up to audition. Yeah. Or, you know, um, but I think for me it was also just. I know how fleeing it feels for me when I dance. Like, mm-hmm. I feel invincible. I feel super confident. I feel sexy. I feel beautiful. I just feel alive. And I knew that that was what was missing in my life. It's just that one thing that I liked and that made me feel, you know, just larger than life. You know, I'm, again, big on passion and I need to have that one thing that speaks to me. And when I'm dancing and performing, it just sets me on fire and I just, I just, and I love sharing that with people. And so it, it is a little humbling when you hear people say like, I don't even look at you. Like I'm dancing my ass off and thinking I'm going to make you look at me or you're going to want to check for me. Like that was kind of how blown up my mind was around just, this is my moment. Um, so to hear that people really don't feel anything from it was like, Oh word, that's how you feel. Yeah. (laughs) Because for me, I feel all eyes on me. Exactly. And, um, but I do, I do believe in, you know, maybe it was the people that cared about me or that, you know, supported me in doing what I do. But, you know, to hear people say, like, your smile actually, like, is contagious and makes me smile. Or I can see you from far away. It really away. is. Just, oh, gosh. Okay, thanks. like, you do not have chiclet teeth, but oh, your <laughs> smile, like, you can see it, oh, you know. Gosh. Thank you. Those, it lights up a room, for sure. Yours. Like, Hello. people in our own, like, everybody in our teeth. own way. <laughs> Whatever. But Smile know, Direct Club, sponsor us. I'm just But kidding. I think that's like one of the beauty of the teams, right? Like we can all do the same dance routine, but each girl brings her own flavor. That's true. I mean, I think sometimes that's what's missing, where it can like look very synchronized and together, but you don't see that one girl who does a little, uh, instead of this, or you know what I mean? Like adds a little extra sass on this part. And I just felt like, I, I think that's just one of the amazing things about what we do is just that we each can bring our own individual style into a performance and make it our own and have and connect with the dance or connect with fans when we're doing it. And it's like, I've lived for that. I think it's like intoxicating almost because you just feel it's the only way to feel like you're the ultimate shit. Like just like on every level, you know, your body's in shape, your hair is right, you know, and I'm not even, we don't wear makeup. Like no. we don't, I'm like, no, <laughs> I mean, look at me, but, um, it's just a moment where you can just enhance all of your natural beauty. You know, you're looking like yourself, but even like to the next ultimate level because someone just beat your face. I wish we talked about this before, like all right? those years, because I literally like blacked out every time I danced. What? I would just like get through it. Oh my God. You would black out? Well, because I didn't want to mess up. 
Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, not that I wasn't worried about it. And definitely like, especially if I was hers. dancing, like, right in front of my parents or something. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You better nail it. Oh, my gosh. Don't let the camera be on me. I'm I know. I'm a whole little, little shithead. <laughs> and I'm... then you're, like, that's so funny when you're in the end zone and you're kind of, like, watching the video. Right. Or the big jumbo screen. And, like, you see one of your teammates, like, notice she's on. And then and she's she like, yes. Like, totally just <laughs> <laughs> lights up. And you're like. It just makes you laugh. Oh, it's hilarious. But I knew when that camera guy was coming my way, and it's like, okay, yeah, you're about to get the show. <laughs> I just think it's, I, I just, that's what I miss about it, is just, um... That's what you've said, that, yeah. like, just doing a dance class or, like, you know, taking a heels class or whatever, it's not enough. It's because not. that performance aspect is it's not gone. there. It's gone. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's why I do get so pumped, and it's been such a great experience doing this podcast and... Starting to, you know, I've followed a few dance accounts or maybe team accounts, but to really, as our hobby now, I mean, we're going to get monetized and find some sponsors, but, um, so we're not doing this shit for free, but, uh, no, just being able to kind of tune into like the different NBA dance teams, the NFL, you know, Instagram or Twitter accounts and being able to like take it all in like our space as a fan and just look at their different, you know, routines or, you know, listening to the bios of the girls. And I just think there's, it's, there's a lot there. There's a lot to celebrate. Like you said, there's, um, there's and we've gotten a lot of shout outs and like just people praising like what we're saying. And I think that's kind of like the magic of the podcast is that it doesn't matter in what form you're a cheerleader, right? Everybody relates, you know, even people who aren't cheerleaders, they're totally like, I love that episode because so-and-so, and I don't know, it's just so relatable. That makes it rewarding. Yeah, and I didn't think that so many people would, like, even want to hear what we had to say. Neither did I. Well, you I kind of, I mean, that It's was an untapped, untapped, you know, yeah, industry universe. or whatever. Like, there's no other podcast like us. No. I but mean, I Dallas didn't. Cowboy Truders, um, these boots are made for talking or whatever it's called. Um, you know, they're, they're promoting their squad, and mm-hmm. um, they do interviews with their you know, people that are on the team, and so it's it's not focused on the industry as a whole. But it's and, not as real as ours. Oh, hell Like, no. let's be real. No, you no, know? no, no. We might be a little too real sometimes, but I love it. It's kind of freeing. I mean, I just think this has been amazing, and I'm mm-hmm. excited as hell for season two. Amen. I am so excited. I mean, so we got the Weed and Boys episode yes. where the Squad 5 guys are going to come together and give their, like, collective take on our space certain topics yeah. yeah i definitely want to hear what they have to say do they care what we wear right do they want do they care if it's a you know plus size chick just killing it right do we want to change our uniform so that anybody can look you know because you're not showing everything and every little nook and cranny like mm-hmm. maybe body type's not going to be that crazy of an importance because you know you're more accepting of all all women who can get it Right. One way or the other. I'm dying to know what they think. Like, I can interview guys all day long. We I might have a few parts, right? Yeah. Like, part one, part two. Because maybe guys change are, up the guys, you know? No, the guys are so short. They just, they're not long-winded. I mean, I know I talk a lot. Guys are short and sweet. It'll be like, this is what it is. And then you're like, oh, it's only okay, two next. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's one episode. I think we can do it. Okay. If you're interested, guys, who are listening and being a part of that episode we know how to work skype sort of yeah we can do interviews now we'll set up that last episode was a little rough we tried but you know you know hey it'll get better and better and better yeah or it won't and we'll just i kind of okay you guys 
one thing that Brittany and I should have been doing this whole entire season is recording our editing sessions. Because if you want oh, comedy, no. you have been missing the hell out. We could have been doing so many outtakes, <laughs> mixtapes of the stuff that we edit out, the weird noises that we hear, and oh my gosh. My stomach growling because I'm constantly hungry. <laughs> I think I have a worm. <laughs> So next season we are we're gonna document the moment. We're gonna it's have just to. Too freaking fun. Um, but what can people expect from us in our quote unquote off season until we come back mid January? Are you guys gonna miss us? So we have a YouTube channel. You know it's the holidays, right? Stuff's going on, but we don't want you to miss us too much. So we might post a couple reaction videos. We're debating. There's some videos out there that we've had some thoughts about and well didn't you say there's a video in the beginning you were gonna tag below what was that oh hell what was that we'll listen back okay <laughs> we'll figure it out we'll listen to we're reacting to videos like that yes. even though we don't remember yes and then just kind of keeping you posted on episodes to come so that you can hit up the hotline and um, let us know if you have something that you want to share i mean some of the topics that i'll throw out there that i'm pumped that we'll be talking about just ideas you okay know, just ideas mm-hmm. um international cheerleaders because there are it's kind of a pretty much a u.s thing but it's growing in like china it's growing in different like in the uk it's um did you know that there are freaking cricket girls no oh. i didn't know that <laughs> no i'm making it up oh, okay no <laughs> that's but what in, you're gonna in, say in south korea there are bait cheerleaders for baseball i knew that we actually have in our league, really, there is baseball girls, bat girls, or something, mm-hmm. ball girls, and some of them are wearing like cheerleader outfits. I thought I sent that to you. Oh I God. found that out over Thanksgiving weekend, and I was like, "No way!" See, we got to talk about it then. Yeah, because what do they do? How are they treated? Are people freaking out? Are they wearing whatever? Like, what's going on? Because I read the article today about the girls in South Korea. Like, apparently. Because baseball's big there, right? Yeah. It was sad, though, because, you know, uh, she posted on her social media about being sexually harassed, and she was talking about the comments that are left on her page, I guess, Mm -hmm. being a cheerleader. And she said something to the effect just being really sad that her parents, you know, had to see how she was treated. Yeah. And another one of her teammates also kind of co-signed on it. Was just like, yeah, we just don't have any rights whatsoever. They can just say anything about us. And I guess it picked up when made the media or the news. And now there's a petition with like 800 signatures for them to ban cheerleaders in the, oh, no. in, the in baseball there. And it's that, so this is an international it issue. Is, it is. It so is. And I was so sad at the thought of it because it's like. All she was doing was saying, I'm being harassed, and it's not right what they're saying. Like, you know, the climate is just terrible. And then it's like, do you know that there are petitions to ban NFL cheerleaders, though? You told me about yeah. that, and that was really upsetting. They have. they have thousands of signatures, but not like 60,000. It might be like 3,000 yeah. or something. Um, there's also one to pay us more, but I don't know that that has a lot of signatures either. Maybe we could post that down below and sign it. To get to keep us pay around us. and pay yeah. us? I mean... I'm super excited. We're going to get the whole, you know, cheerleader union episode going. We're going to be talking about semi-pro cheerleaders because I think for anybody who's an aspiring dancer, knowing what's available, maybe you're working up to the point of, you know, auditioning for a pro team, but like there's plenty of options out there to dance. Because I don't know that I would have thought about a semi-pro team. Me neither. Not at all. But there's quite a few, like even lacrosse 
Oh yeah. We used to have a team here in Seattle. It was up north, but um, they had a like a, a dance, dance team, team. Mm-hmm. and there's like um, different basketball leagues. There's in arena football. There's indoor soccer. There's so many other options and. Um, you know, as I'm going around stalking people on Twitter, I'm coming across people who are, you know, in getting ready for auditions and I get excited for them because it's like, it's their time chasing that dream and it's like, get it together girls. And, um, so I think just talking about that and what, um, and we'll find some girls maybe to talk to with our sophisticated Skype interviewing right. skills. And then what else? Well, we have Pro Bowl coming up. Super okay. Bowl. NBA finals. Yeah. Or All-Star Weekend. Yeah, they All-Star pick their Weekend. All-Star chicks to come their together. Super Bowl. Yeah. You already touched on auditions. Did I say that already? Yeah. Tons of stuff. We're going to get... We still got It's going to be a juicy about. season. Season oh, yeah. two is going to be... Stepping come through dripping. Oh, yes. Drip, drip. <laughs> drip, drip. <laughs> sip, sip. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Locker Talk, what should we do? This is very unscripted, guys. It is. Cheerleaders Unchained, the original name of our podcast. <laughs> oh, see, here's the picture of the South Korean cheerleader girls oh. in their cute little Fila outfits. Okay, Locker Talk is the difference or the comparison between, like, promo models and cheerleaders. Well, that's me. What? But I mean, like, who has more skills? Who? Us. Us. <laughs> Locker Talk's over. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm just saying, promos, you know, like, like who? I used to do like the alcohol promos, like Lindsay did, oh, yeah. or just girls hanging on motorcycles and oh, you know yeah. modeling and stuff. And it's do like, they have those in the um? What do you call that league? That's not a league. The smack, not SmackDown. What do you call those martial arts shits that I don't? Oh, like WWE? Do they? What? Or the martial? What do you call the martial? The kickboxing people? Oh, like the ring girls. Yeah, those girls. Yeah, didn't um, I saw a quote that you they posted want to get rid about, of all of those. Yeah, people. they were just like, you know, if girls can walk around in a ring, it's like, what are you talking about? They don't want any beautiful women anywhere ever. Hi, I was a ring girl. You were a ring girl. Did you girl? know that? Hell no, I didn't know that. This is a locker talk topic. Running into players in your like outside of Seahawk life. Okay. Ring girl situation. Hit it. I'm not going to say where, but I worked at an establishment where mm-hmm. they had fights. You know, like okay. the semi, not big deal, but like, you know, MMA fights or whatever. Okay, that's what the freaking letters I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, MMA. MMA. Okay, there right. you go. UFC, all that stuff. Gotcha. Those girls are gorgeous. Okay. okay. Like, I, okay, anyways. This is like not a big deal, but I worked at this establishment and one of their ring girls that they hired mm-hmm. outside decided not to show up. So they were like, Brittany, you do it. And so I was like, okay. Guess okay. who was like front row, two of the Seahawk players. Get out. But it is disgusting. I was like, can we wear our tennis shoes? And the girl was like, no, we go barefoot in the ring. And I was barefoot like. Barefoot in the ring? Okay. She was like, we're going to walk barefoot. And I was like, but I brought my like brand new like crisp white shoes can we wear these and she was like i didn't bring white tennis shoes so we have to go barefoot like usually they go barefoot i didn't i had never been a ring girl before there was like blood that is so you had to like i was like stepping over like blood puddles and like (laughs) round two it was bad i mean i kind of didn't give a shit but and blood and tear ew but i was like looking at the players like do you recognize me you probably don't give a shit 
Please don't. But this is like really awkward. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ew. So how about you? Mm. Would I run into players in regular life? Just frankly, last night. Um, Disneyland. You ran into Russell Wilson and see. That's true. (laughs) I was with the kids and we went down for um spring break or one of those little breaks and um. Yeah, he was taking, I think, the offensive line down to hang out and train in California. And, yeah, we ended up running into them at the... There we go. Let's just finish this off here. Are you even drinking? I am drinking. Okay. I had just re-upped a little. Bottle done, y'all. <laughs> Perfect timing for Locker Talk. Got <laughs> to get you say. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, I ran into them there. And then let me think. It's odd because well, even at Starbucks even at it. work, where I work at Starbucks Corporate. No, I mean, okay. you know, I work. At Starbucks and players that have come through here, like Marshawn Lynch was here. He devo- he designed his own frappuccino. It was hella oh, gross sounding, like, like matcha and beast mode and different right, colors. Right, it has to be green. I don't know. I didn't, you know. Whatever. Okay, but you didn't tell the best part about Disneyland Sierra running. She, like, said hi to you in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. She, like, recognized she, you. It was like, hi. Oh, my goodness. And I tend to say hi. I'm the greeter at Gap. I just say hi to everybody. Welcome You in. do. I'm terrible. But, I'm yeah, like, she oh, was, do you know them? You're like, no. She was super nice. And, um... My niece went crazy. She was just super excited, and the kids wanted to like follow them through the park. And I'm like, we're not gonna do that, we'll guys. Do that. But um, but yeah, that was cool. That was actually pretty cool. And then, yeah, I was gonna say last night I was at a restaurant, June Baby, and Sydney Rice was there. Oh, really? Yeah, just sitting. Where at has the he bar. been? Uh, well, he invested <laughs> at a bar. You know, he did the no, whole he did. thing, like the oh, that's that true. That's me that's and there. G's, and he did Wingstop. That's his establishment. Yeah, I love when guys invest in businesses. It's good. Yeah, and he stuck around Seattle. He could have. Yeah, mean, where's where he from? from? I don't know. Shit, you should, you're supposed to know all I, this. <laughs> Usually, I know stats. I'm trying to think of any other run-ins with players. I mean, I have stories of like, oh my gosh, but like Marshawn Lynch was probably one of the most intimidating people. To he run into really was ever. And unlike other teams, we didn't really have like maybe we were told that it's probably a good idea to leave. If a player walked in, yeah. but if I'm out having fun, I didn't, I didn't leave. Um, but this particular club, he just kind of, you know, he was just such a little like, character. He does whatever the hell he wants mm-hmm. to do. Does not matter if you have a phone and you're trying to take a picture of him, he will like crush it in his yeah, hands. Exactly. Like it's so intimidating. Were you working the Marcus Trufant bowling event where he basically like yelled at someone because yes, he was like, how up. do you spell your name? Yes. Were you there for that? I was sitting down, further down that table from that whole scene, and he just got up and fucking said, fuck it. Right. Somebody he was wearing was his, like, backpack, his Louis Vuitton backpack or whatever. He doesn't and, like, play a game. He doesn't. Like, he doesn't deal with fake people. He doesn't deal with bullshit. And I don't know what that fan did, but it pissed him off. And I've and seen I kind of love it that he was just, like, yeah. he just didn't put up with the disrespect, you exactly. know? Exactly. And he, like, did stuff for the community, too. Like, he wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, some bad guy. Mm -mm. But he was just very, like, he seemed very private. Like, I don't want all this attention. He didn't. You know, he didn't. And he did not think that you had the right to pull your phone out if you saw him in public. And then one other time I was with a friend of mine who was from Oakland, wanted a picture with him so bad. And I was dumb enough after my rookie year to just be, I didn't know how he was yet. So I was just like, well, you know, I didn't have to announce that I cheered. I was like, I'll ask him for you and see if he'll take Mm -hmm. one. And he was just kept saying, no, I'll take a picture of you guys. And I was like, no, my friend wants to take a picture with you. And he was like, I'll take a picture of you guys. And then I just kind of locked horns a little bit. And I'm like, she's from Oakland. She wants to take a picture with you. And then I was like, come on. Like, I literally just, because I didn't know how mean he was yet. Not mean, but just very like. I wouldn't have done that had I known mm-hmm. better what he was like. But So um, what happened? I took the damn picture. 
left my friend with him. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. did he crunch your neck? No. <laughs> Thank God, no. He wouldn't. No. Um, who else? Oh, I was just saying, like, I'd run into players from Starbucks, like, that are here from right. Starbucks, like, Bobby Wagner's been around here. Different players did almost like an internship where they get a little experience, you know, in corporate mm-hmm. America, you know, based on their majors. They spend some time with a different department within the company because they have a partnership with the Seahawks. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, can't think of other little run-ins. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> no. You sure? No. Yeah. Okay. okay. My favorite part was always when they would come in and interrupt practice. Yes. Like, Doug did it all the time, I felt like. Yeah. I think it was fun, because it's like, we're there when they're supposed to be gone, and so there's different lookout points into our, like, practice facility, Um, but sometimes they would just, like, straight up look or come in and interrupt practice. Say hi. One time, who was it that did that, where they were like, good job, Um, while we were... I feel like there's been a few times where, like, Pete Carroll's come in, Mm. and, like, he... I feel like on TV, he looks very, like, old man, chewing his gum with his big shoes. Right. But he is so charming in person. I think so. And, like, he totally, like, I mean, not only is he the head coach, but he just, you can't, he's just so charming. Yeah. No, it's I, true. I mean, I love him. He's it's so true. nice. He When we got our, I know, this is tough memories. It's okay. But, but when we got our Super Bowl pendants, like, the coaching staff is, are the people that gave us our, came around like, so we're all around the conference room where we usually have meetings, and every member of the coaching staff came around and shook our hands and just thanked us as they're, you know. See, that's the kind of respect that it's like. Right, that I don't think people realize. Like, they said, you guys are part of the team. We see you out there working hard. Thanks for everything you did for us all season. Like, they literally made a little line. That makes me want to cry. I was very, you know? very, that was unbelievable. I mean, I have a picture with Pete Carroll that I would never have otherwise gotten, and they just... It's like they, I was a little salty at first that they didn't give us, like, they, we didn't get invited to the Super Bowl ring party that they had for the oh, staff. Right. They got to keep it separate. You're too sexy. Okay, fine. <laughs> Wear a muumuu and then you can go. No, um, so I was a little, like, butthurt over it. And then we got ours all hella late. And not to sound like divas, but I was just like, damn, man, why couldn't we party with you guys? And That's true. I it should have been awesome. Awesome. matter of fact, now that I think about it. Really? Yeah. Well, we do but, have a Super Bowl story about the after party, so stay tuned ooh, for Super Bowl week. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, we got, That was awesome. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. Too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's Anyways. funny. Yeah, we got to save it. See, that's what I'm saying. We have so much more to But that's share. so cool. And, you know, I've never heard about the giving of the, yeah, the you coaches, know, pendants the coaches... because I wasn't on the team and I was extra salty about it, but, like, that makes me feel even more proud that I was part of that program because exactly. the fact that they just thought to do that and thank right, the women. And it was late because you know? I think we got there maybe at 6.30 was a little bit of a reception, but they stayed late to actually do that for us and just to take the time to say that you were part of us. You mm-hmm. were part of our success and I was definitely, it took away every little you know complaint gripe that I was Feeling. trying to have or feel about it just because you felt like you were part of that's amazing. A, a, you know, part of their success. Right. I mean, and if you think about it, we are out there with um, rain, rain and shine. Or At least shine. our team. Okay, we've been to a few away games where I'm not trying to like diss the, the cheerleaders because whatever, but they were not out there the whole time. No. We were yeah. never not out there the whole time. Oh, and we were getting yelled at if we took too long to come out after Yeah, I was like, get your butt back out there before kick the ball off, off yeah. and you're not out there, like, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And there's other teams where, like, honestly, 
Oh, we were like, they were checked fourth. out. Yeah, we they were asking, to, where are they? Right. I don't know if it was preseason situation, but I was a little shocked. And they don't rally as much as we do. Mm-mm. I would say that. I was shocked a little bit. Like, I guess not everybody's jumping around, like, getting hyped. They have a very, like, this is our stance during All we're not it. dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we definitely give a lot. And I felt like we don't to what get Marisha, much back. Yeah. Know? From the broader... Spectrum. Spectrum. I mean, and hearing Roisha's experience definitely sounded familiar enough mm-hmm. in that she was respected for what she did. She was part of the organization, you know, good leadership and just treated decently. And I think if we keep this voice up that we can hopefully influence some change for the better so that everybody is able to have an amazing experience know, being a amazing. professional dancer or cheerleader. It's amazing. It, it is, is amazing. worth it. And one girl from a team in Baltimore, I follow her now, and I'm, I'm not going to butcher her name. But I just thought it was so dope that she said, you know, as she plans to audition for the Redskins cheerleaders in the spring, and she just said, you know, the podcast has really been you exciting for her. You didn't send this to me. Yes, I did. Did you? I think I did. I will if I didn't. Okay. But she was just saying, like, she listens on the way to practice, you know, um, every, you know, night that she has practice or whatever, and just that she really wants to be an NFL cheerleader. Like, she wants to audition for the Redskins, and that despite us talking about the issues, like, she really knows that this is still something. It's affirmed for her that this is something that she wants to do. You should. It's an amazing program. Even the downsides and... I think each team's different. So, right. you know. And, and everybody should understand that. Everything that we've talked about is, it depends on the leadership of the team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, you know, initially when we were talking about what we were talking about tonight, you know, there is a change of, changing of the guard, so to speak. There's new, you know, people coming into the director role and running these programs and former dancers even who might have a better sense of the current empathy. atmosphere yeah. that's, you know, right. we're or, in right now. And we're just kind of like taking some of the, the great things about the program maybe when they were a part of it and, and making it that much better and that's all we can hope for right is is change and insight and something that will help you know not necessarily carry over bad traditions but or bad habits or illegal habits but just making it better for everybody and I think there's a lot of promise in our in that like I feel more um inspired by just you know, the evolution. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we should be doing some things different. And we take the best of what we've got and you keep that, get rid of the bad shit, make the good shit better. Right. And that's it. Just needs a little work. A little tweak. That's it. If you want to hire us as consultants, please reach out to ProTrulatingPodcast at gmail.com. Yes. I think we have some interesting insight. And who knows? Maybe the girls that have sued up the Yinny, maybe they are being brought into the conversations around how to make things better how to make yeah, things right yeah that would be amazing yeah good more good stuff to come yes i look forward to season 2 yes with you makiba <gasps> i look and forward to it with you too if you guys like what you've heard for a season definitely head over to itunes and leave us a five star review thank you for those who have by the way like and yeah leave a review i think yeah, it definitely it helps us it helps and we'll keep we'll keep it going mm-hmm. January I believe 16th, 16th I think is the date that you will find us back for the launch of season 2 of the Pro Cheerleading Podcast The Truth Behind the Palms stay tuned on our social media our Facebook page Pro Cheerleading Podcast just look it up and then Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter 
I will try to behave in the next few weeks over the holidays. <laughs> Find us on Instagram. Send me a DM. You can call us at our hotline bling, which I do not have the number. <laughs> Oops. But anyway, go back and listen to the last episode we listened to. Yeah, perfect. Um, we can edit it back in. Oh yeah. my God, one of the funniest editing stories <laughs> because Brittany actually said the number to the hotline bling wrong, wrong. and I didn't catch it. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Um, but we went back to like add it in the correct way. <laughs> She's like, it was like two five three eight four zero, <laughs> and that's not the number. But it was Hello so loud, botched, and bad. But which just, that looks really loud. Oops. Oh, jeez. Um, we're looking at <laughs> the sound wave, and boy, when we get animated, it gets really jazzy. Dang, um, an hour and a half. We did that. We did that, you guys. Oh my god. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening. And we're not drunk. P.S. We're just happy, lightly buzzed, and, yeah. and celebrating a wonderful season. Cheers to season two, Brittany. Thank Cheers. you so much for taking this journey. Yay! Until next time, keep, keep your, your eyes, eyes on, on the, the sidelines. sidelines.